The Rangers sure do suck, guys. Okay, oh, we're so gonna start like that. Let's 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 start <laughs> with. Did you get a text? Because I didn't get a text. Actually, that's a lie. Both of us got a text. In, in what regard? In regards to the Rangers. Um, like in our last episode, or yeah, about our last episode. I believe we normally do. Yeah, I. I Did I, you get one? We get so many texts from Mike and different people that it all blends together. It's mainly just that he ragged on me. He ragged on me, even though I was the only one here. I called them fragile. I I said they were better than the New Jersey Devils. Why don't I get yeah. any credit? Why Why can't I get some credit here? From Mike. From Mike. Um, I don't That's know, man. That's all but I want. This is tough. They lost to the Blackhawks last night. There is so much to talk about today. It was a fun Saturday night of hockey. Mm-hmm. Leafs do fall um, via Alex Kalorn in overtime because they just can't win in overtime for some reason. Um, the the half- same score as the series. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and that being Anthony Sorelli's return, but the Oilers and the Habs had a game that was frustrating to watch. Um, some stuff about Alex Formanton, uh, Brock Besser in the Canucks. That's been kind of ugly. And Jordan Bennington is still a, you know, a loser. Richmond Hill's <laughs> finest. Shall we say, but I just wanted to talk about the Rangers because they did yeah. lose last night. Um, actually, so on Friday, we're going to, we're going to turn back the clock to our last episode. So they did beat on Wednesday. They they did beat the Sens, but then they played them again on Friday. Lost to them again. Sorry, then lost to them. I should say. Then they lose to the Blackhawks in very rough fashion last night. Um, their captain Jacob Truba eventually, you know, throws a questionable hit, gets thrown out, and as he's going off, he's throwing his helmet to try and get the boys going. It's not getting any better in New York right now. And uh, Rangers fans are going on about a certain coach who's available who said he wants to coach for an original six team. Is Barry Trotz going to be the head coach of the New York Rangers then? Man, that, okay. <laughs> then then we're one step closer to the prophecy being true. Gerard yeah. Gallant to the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I feel – see, we have this conversation about Gerard Gallant. I feel like we had it in Vegas – uh, I briefly remember in Florida. I, I don't think he's going to be fired. I think that's a bit of an uh, of an over exaggeration at the moment. But yeah, I just I just want to point this statistic out. I don't know if you guys have the standings up, but it's going to be so funny to me if this were to happen. In fourth in the wild card race is the. New York Rangers, who in 26 games have 27 points. Sitting just behind them in 24 games played with 25 points, the Montreal Canadiens. Wow, only two points separate them, eh? I didn't know that. Man, oh man. It's uh, listen. I'm just gonna sit and enjoy the show when that happens. If that listen. happens. If, if the Canadians are fighting for a playoff spot at the end of the year, this year is a failure. Um <laughs> I want a bottom five pick, damn it. Um, but that that's going to be really funny, ironic. If the Habs can somehow be the wild card spot for the Rangers, I don't think I'd... You know, that's not top five. That's not Adam Fentilli. That's not Connor Bedard. But that is a... If they can edge them out, that's another gift that I will very much take over, Michael. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah, it's all three of us together again. Woo. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Not to mention that. It's just oh, so man. often that we're missing people, but, you know. You know, it's the time of the injuries. We got to just grow with the lineup that we have. Uh, yeah, man. You know, next man up. Uh, you know, oh, who's the next man up in goaltending for, for, for the St. Louis Blues? Really important question there. We'll focus on all the stuff from, from last night around the league, so we might as well talk about Jordan Bennington. Um, for not, not the first time this year he's been pulled from a game and he's given it to the bench of the opposing team. But earlier in the game from getting pulled, he basically clotheslines Jason Zucker. And I think I said, at, at first they sort of folded it to be a double minor for high sticking, then reviewed it, and basically Bennington got away with it. But then I think it was the start of the next period, Jason Zucker scores on Bennington. Bennington gets pulled, takes his mask off, is giving it to the Pittsburgh Penguins bench. Jason Zucker gives the funniest reaction I've ever seen. He's saying, what? Me? I don't know, man. And this is to the point where even afterwards, Craig Berube basically – Almost quoted Steve Dangle. Didn't directly say 10 the goal, but basically said you're a goalie. Stop some goals here. Um, I don't know if we've ever seen a member of the Blues sort of tell Bennington to knock it off, but 
we're starting to get to that point. And someone needs to punch him. Someone needs to punch him. It's just Mar- so, sorry. Go ahead, Daniel. Oh, no. It's a Mark Mathot said the exact same thing that you said. But with Craig Berube's comments, it just kind of seems like they're feeling the same way that we are because that was a media slip. Once that kind of came out from Greg Berube, it's everywhere. And it's kind of just illustrating now what we've already felt about Jordan Bibbington. But it just, in a way, showing me now, like, okay, this is kind of the same idea that they're having of their goalie. Yeah. No, no, go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. I, I'm just like, I'd have no issue with Jordan Bibbington. If it first off, it was if it wasn't so damn often, and if it wasn't if he answered for his actions, like that's it, man. Like that's all. Like it's just every time he does this, he's got name a St. Louis Blue. They're like, who's yeah? No, I'm not going to screw with your goalie because Robert Bertuzzo is going to punch me in the face. Not like it's just he's. Obviously, take I I don't blame him for taking advantage of the fact on the team that he plays for. There are guys who are gonna punch you in the face if you touch Jordan Bennington. But at some point, that's gotta run. It's the you know you know what this is like. Um, Mike Rupp he had that video after the Flyers the Leafs and Flyers game. Yes, I just made it about the Leafs. Um, about the Leafs and Flyers game, Matthews and Travis Sanheim. Uh-huh. And he said Matthew standing there smiling was not good. And I agreed with him. And in this case, obviously not the same thing, but he does all these things and gets away with it. At some point, it's going to backfire. And it did. Like tonight, it clearly did. Like he or last night, it clearly did. He's talking smack. You just got pulled. Imagine the audacity, the audacity <laughs> to talk smack to. And I get it. The Pittsburgh Penguins aren't in a great situation right now. But imagine talking smack to the Pittsburgh Penguins bench as you're getting pulled. Like, oh, just so Imagine trying to tell off Sidney Crosby. Oh, man. Like, here's what I think, right? Is. If Craig Berube is at the point where he's saying that to the media, what is it like in that room? Because there was no immediate reaction the moment Jordan Stahl collided with Jordan Bennington the other day, another game in which the Blues lost, by the way. Um, you know, when it looked like Bennington tried to to hit Harry, um, sorry, um, Jordan Stahl, and it's just obvious he just got It was the most satisfying moment of the year. I loved it so much. But you know, what's it like in the room right now? Let me just quickly, I'm going to go get up Jordan Bennington's stats to just give an example yeah. here. Because here's the problem, right, is winning solves a lot of problems in the locker room. We know that. But what doesn't help is a goalie who, again, has not, this is not the first time he's given it to another team while getting pulled. <laughs> not the first time this week he has pulled some crap. And, oh, yes, his save percentage this year is below 900. After last year, one. It's just it's. It, I'm gonna call it embarrassing because like, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't understand. Is it like? Can some someone just has to sit him down and tell him to stop? Like the reason he's still doing it is because no one's he's getting away with it, and no one's like, hey, listen, this is just not smart like this is going to backfire you on you one day and like i don't know what you want us to do about it and it's just unbelievable you you mentioned that they have robert bertrosa who can punch you in the face maybe sure. he needs to get into another fight with his teammate like he did with zach sanford back in the day and maybe hey man, it worked the it one worked jordan bennington and then they yeah. went What's funny is that he gets into that fight with his own players, but he doesn't actually fight anyone in the game against another team. Which is so frustrating. I wish someone would just... Who do they have coming up? This is when you really wish Mike Smith was still in the league. Um, okay, so they have the Rangers who... Oh, my God. Tomorrow. Let Igor Shosturka just pound somebody. Hey, Kreider. Kreider. Oh, wow. 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 Really? Listen, are they playing... <laughs> the are they, are they playing... Um... Calgary? Um, not for a while. 
but they play them uh, middle of December. But they, listen to this: the Islanders. So you're obviously going to going to run into that that fourth line. Yeah. I just don't know if it's still intact. I would the fourth line. Yeah, the, double, the famous Matt check. Martin one. I'll double check. I would be surprised if it's not. What do you, what, do you think, Jacob Markstrom finally snaps? And That'd be a great game for him to just snap. <laughs> See, God, I wish I wish Robin Leonard was healthy because on the the twenty third of December they play the Golden Knights, oh, and my crazy. goodness, would that not be the funniest thing? Uh, I think the fourth line is intact. It's Matt Martin, Casey Zizekas, and Ross Johnston. Sounds where's Cal? Clutter? Cal- yeah, oh, it was Cal Clutterbuck. Yeah. Uh, he's injured day to day. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so it, it is technically kind of intact. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Ross Colton yeah. was the guy. Didn't they give him like a five year deal? And we're like, who is no it? Ross Johnson. Ross Johnson, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, a coach. The, the the Blues, though. Um, yeah, tough. Get it together, please. Um, I guess from here, where can we go? We might as well. We we touched on Jacob Markstrom. He yeah. was basically responsible for both the goals against the other day. Um, in that game against the Canadians, which is also Sean Monahan's return to Calgary. Really sweet. It's funny that Daryl Sutter has talked trash about every former Flame except Sean Monahan. And he's like, that's a captain right there. I think. I that's- wonder what the difference is. Well, apparently, Sean Monahan said he was cool with playing out the last year of his deal, as of, as opposed to Kachuk, who said, "Yeah, I'm not going to be here long term." And Johnny Goudreau, who, you know, but, yeah. but then they got was Kadri. just not coming back. <laughs> but then they got Nazim Kadri, and they're like, yeah. "I'm sorry, Sean." Yeah, and then it was, and then uh, then they're going to give up a first to get him back. As a rental at the deadline. Anyway, anyway is, he's on um, pace for 55 to 60 points this season. Around there. He's been yeah. good. And he's been doing it in a third line role, too. Yeah. And I think it's kind of been biggest promoted. thing. Yo, yeah. He's, listen, yeah. I hope he gets paid this summer by another team, but like he's, he's had a really good, it's funny what happens when you're healthy. But um, yeah, Jacob Markstrom is having one of those years. Like that first goal against the Habs, I don't know what he was thinking. Like he was past the circle. It was like Patrick Waugh going out to fight, um, like oh god, or or that play against the Rangers where he went to go play the puck and he passed on it, right? He's like Deacon out Gretzky, like like <laughs> but instead Martian was going for a loose pop and it was like, buddy, what are you thinking? Yeah. Do you still have him on fantasy? I don't remember. No, I traded him to uh to uh, Mike. Well you also had Jordan Bennington, so who I dropped and uh yeah. long time ago. See now I have Vanacek, Matt Murray, who have been very good. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The That's tall goalies. Ridiculous. If, if before the year, if I had told you guys that Jacob Markstrom and Jordan Bennington were a worse tandem than Vitek Vanacek and Matt Murray, you'd call me crazy. I would. A reminder that the Capitals also gave up a third to New Jersey with Vanacek. Man, that's a really, um, you know, <laughs> one day we got to talk about how badly they fumbled that. You know, obviously I wasn't a fan of that goaltending tandem, but I I, I liked Vanacek more than Samsonov, but that still wasn't saying a lot. Because I remember when, when the Devils got him, I was like, that's your answer? <clears throat> and man, do I look dumb. But yeah, um, the Flames, they, they should have won that game. Allen saved it, and then I think they won last night against, I can't remember. Sorry? Last night they played. They won last night. Yeah, they beat the Capitals five two. And yeah, I know Vetchkin didn't even score, so it doesn't even matter. It's not even a real game. Um, that's the way I look. If if the Capitals, I when I see someone scored on the power play for the Caps and it's not Ovechkin, I just kind of think, how dare you? Like <laughs> you don't have the right. Um, but yeah, we're gonna Twitter finish account. below five hundred, and Ovechkin's gonna score. I missed I that Twitter that. account, by the way. Yeah, I wish I didn't lose the password. Oh, <laughs> is that what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. Oh. Like, where is this? I've been I've been looking for it. Maybe if I can figure it out. Um, but yeah, I uh, I lost the password to the Govi Olka. There is actually there was someone who made the Ovi goal counter before me. Actually, oh. there's actually mm-hmm. it's very popular in that, which I was kind of annoyed to see. But um, but it's it's in the ether. Maybe I, I just bu- tweeted yeah. and just go from there on my other account. I'd like to add, I'm so appreciative of Jake Allen beating the Flames and not the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's something, isn't it? That's that's BS. That's what I'll call it. At least you didn't have him last night against the Oilers. That may be his his fault, but some discipline. See, here's the thing: maybe you don't give the Oilers five on threes, and maybe it won't be bad for you. Yeah, maybe you don't let Connor McDavid score. <laughs> Man, he he. I, I, the other day at work, there's this other guy who's a hapster, and we were talking about him. We're like, 
you know, there's actually been some good games where they've kept McDavid goalless points. Different story. But we're yeah. like, you know what? It should be a fun exercise. And, you know, watching last night, it was not. <laughs> He's dragging that uh, team this week. He, uh, man, it's kind of a shame that McDavid, they're only like 500, eh? The Oilers. They're like, That's are they the actually? Of the year. Oh, hold on. Let's, let's get this. Last time I was like, what, 13 11? No, something like the, that. The yeah. Oilers are 14. Okay, they're 14 11. I'm, I'm a little, okay. okay. That's on me. Do you know That's what's not, crazy? Sorry. They're not in a divisional spot? No. Oh, I mean, yeah, that. But they have a minus three goal differential. And. Those. McDavid McDavid has forty seven points and Drysaddle has forty two. <laughs> like how how incredibly bad is their back hey, end? Their hey, score is what Zach Hyman, uh, probably. Yeah, because I think he's been I'll playing the top line with Kane being out. See, here here's what's funny is remember the beginning of the year when I'm like I'm not sure about the Oilers. Yeah, yeah, You're still not sure. Bob, now you're sure uh, you're sure that you were good not being sure about them. You know, it, it's lucky for them their stiffest competition ahead of them right now is the LA Kings. Um, sorry, the Kraken and the Golden Knights are already sort of set. So like right now they have to they have games in hand over the Kings, and they're probably going to do that because the Kings also don't have goaltending right now, and at least the Oilers have Stuart Skinner. But it's just sort of um, man, the Kraken being as good as they have have really thrown a wrench in the Pacific. Yeah. Really have, yeah. and then obviously the flames being as bad as they are. But um, man, imagine having two players that combine for nearly a hundred points already, and only being three games above five hundred. Like, yeah. how how does that happen? Uh, ma- it- Sorry, go ahead. Just remember when we did those old TikToks about hockey facts that blow your mind, and I looked up Mario Lemieux's numbers in the queue in the queue. Yeah. And he, he was guaranteed a multi-point game every like game. It more than two, like it was at least two points. And it's like, how did you lose games knowing that you were getting at least guaranteed two goals from Mario mm. Lamy? And like it's the same thing here with the Oilers. Now they won. I want to give them credit for that, but it's just sort of the expectation is the Oilers should beat the Montreal Canadiens. Yes. Even if the Canadians are not the garbage heap they were last year, this is still, let's be honest, a non-playoff team. And the Oilers are a team that went to the conference finals last year. Yeah. Uh, Nuge and Hyman are tied for third with 26 points. Good for uh-huh. Nuge. That's a big gap, by the way. Yeah, but it's fair. It's a fair gap, I guess. Like, <laughs> when oh, you have two players the way, like that. One thing I forgot to mention with Bennington. Yeah. You are, it's a shame that you let Kasperi Kapanen score a hat trick on him. Oh, yeah. Wait, now What? Yeah, he, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, what? Yes. He had a hat trick. <laughs> no, they scratched most of this year. Kasperi Kapanen and had a hat trick on Jordan Bennington. Oh He's up to God. five goals this year now. Yeah. I did not Uh-oh. know that. That um, is the, the, the wow. Oilers. The Oilers. Um, yeah. Is it time to say he's back? No. Um, Kasperi Kapanen? Yes. Um, maybe not yet. Okay. Not yet, but no. I mean, four more hat tricks, and then we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It'll be a healthy um, scratch, and then. Another hat trick. Exactly. Um, but, you know, the Oilers. Yeah. And apparently the Habs have begun preliminary. I can say it now. Um, talks with Cole Caulfield. And I, it's going to be so much money. What's the number? You want to have the conversation? <laughs> okay. What's the number? Again, if it's short term, it's Jason Robertson. <laughs> okay. Is, we're going to talk about it later because he's so already good. underpaid. Um, it's that or long term. Maybe Jack Hughes. Comparable. Eight by eight. Yeah, around there. That's like, I don't know how how does he not bargain, uh, like, because you can't give him the same as Suzuki because the cap has gone up a little bit, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, So, Suzuki's I guess anyway, he's at anyway. what, 8.1? That's actually going to be a steal. I know it's later into his career because he's older, he's 25, but it's going to be cheaper than Rupe Hints. But Suzuki? Um, uh, Cole Caulfield does the 8 and 8. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean because Hints is 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be, listen, well, obviously, Caulfield is the winger, but still, it's, listen, man, just get it done. I know people were throwing around, like, the comparisons of, um, okay, Svetch the Cobb and that, whatever. I don't want to. It's not a bad. No, it's not, but That's I just. not a bad comparison. If you're him, the camp is going to be, you know, but we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what okay. happens. Okay. Um, you mean you don't want to talk talk about this once a week? Like no. we Like we did with Mitch Marner? I don't want to be. I don't want to be Toronto media. When is Darren Dreger going to come out and say Cole Caulfield deserves thirteen million dollars? That's what I want to know. 
Because um, I saw somebody <laughs> who was like, yeah, he's going to get 10. I'm like, no, he's not. Uh, dude, I love Darren Dreger. Because we need uh, we need people to approach um, Cole Caulfield in the park about the contract negotiations. Oh, God. And that's, that will get the ball rolling. Man, yeah, it needs to be Gord Stalick's son being like, hey, what are you doing, buddy? Um, yeah. Uh, where, was I, where was I going with this? They have had some pretty bad losses lately of the Habs. It's yeah. good to see things coming back down to earth. Very good. <laughs> and Slavkovsky getting realized on with good line mates, which is nice. Really good. Uh-huh. We're happy about that. You know who I really like? Mike yeah. Matheson is an extraordinary skater. Like, I, no, I mean that. Mm-hmm. Like he is a joy to watch. So they were the first unit was actually moving the puck really well on parts of the power play last night. And I was like, this is this is sexy. This if I didn't have two Habs already, I would pick him up in fantasy. You, you can see, still I, pick him up. Wait, didn't you have him already? He did. No one's saying you can't pick him up. I don't care what I, you do. What you do. It's, it's Mike who's gonna rag on you. I had him on IR. Yeah, Mike, who has like half the Rangers on this team. But I'm <laughs> Does he wait? Actually, that's like <laughs> he has like he. I'm pretty sure he has Panarin. I think he's. Uh, I'm gonna go check. He had Keandre Miller, like Keandre Miller. He picked up Keandre Miller. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You <laughs> let's. I'm gonna list them off. Okay. Yeah. He has yeah. Trocheck and Panarin. <laughs> yeah, he has Trocheck. <laughs> Adam Fox. Yeah. And that's it. He does have that's Alex Georgiev. I don't know if we want to count him just for the sake of being. I a think he did ranger. that just to get Colorado wins. Well, and he did have Keandre Miller. I want to make that clear. He did. He, he, did. he did. So, he did. You know, and I, I, I'm a homer because I got Suzuki and Caulfield. Correct. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, remember when I was like, ah, they're going to be great this year. And guess what? They're great this year. Um, I keep wanting to go somewhere. Oh, the losses. Yeah. Down to earth. Whatever. Okay. They're they're supposed to be bad. I can't even remember their game. My short term memory is so bad. I can't remember who they've been playing. Oh, the Sharks game. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. They went over six on the power play that one. Um, did we talk about the Kirby Doc return? Yeah. Uh, I think it was just the two of us. Oh, okay. I I think. Oh. oh. Yeah, he threw the puck over or no, did he? He threw the puck over. Oh, he over didn't throw there. a puck. He did the ear thing because they were booing it. Okay. okay, but you know, I love that. It's like very Hulk Hogan of him. Oh, it was great. It was brother. just what? brother, brother. Jonathan <laughs> Tapes, like you see, we should have got that anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, we'll go to the Leafs quickly, and then after the Leafs, we can go to the uh, we can talk about Jason Roberts and then Brock Besser, and then go from there. Um, one thing I'd like to mention because you yeah. just made me think about it where yep. you, you mentioned Jonathan Tapes, yeah, where. We didn't really get a comment from him this summer about the direction of the Blackhawks, but like, and they traded a lot of talent. They got rid of a lot of talent, right? Yes. And remember, like, when they traded Brandon Saad, that's when he's like, I didn't know we were. <laughs> well, I, I know he wasn't a fan of the Doc trade. I saw yeah. this quote that was like, Yeah, he's playing well. Um, poor Taves. Yeah, where's where's the. Nah, not poor. No, I don't feel oh. bad, man. No, no, no poor Taves on this, but you said poor Taves. I'm just making it clear. I do not feel bad. Him and Patrick Kane, it's just they've lost all sympathy. I, yeah, but it's that, yes, obviously. But then you like tack on the fact that like some of the quotes about the rebuilding, and I'm like, dude, like, are we watching the same team? Like, am I oblivious? to what's going on behind the scenes in Chicago that it's like, no, we're not rebuilding. Dude, like, what? How are you not rebuilding? Whatever. Whatever. They are, uh, they are clear. They're, they're, they're kind of clueless as Jonathan Taves. Um, kind of like how he says he was about everything going on. And for, no, no, I'm not going to. No. Um, Again, you're not wrong. But oh, I'm not. I'm not. not. No. Um. Where I had something up that I wanted to mention quickly. Mitch Marner. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Matt so Hollowell. in a game last night, um, which was Anthony Sorelli's debut of the season, which was Ugh. hilarious. And Alan picks up fantasy and the guy gets some points. Yeah. <laughs> um, literally, you said, no, but <laughs> the thing was, is you sent the message and I'm like, oh, is he available in fantasy? <laughs> Let me tell you this. Hold on. Hold up. on. So, so I see two messages on my phone. And I don't remember the exact time, but I'll put it like this. It mm-hmm. would have been like 118, yeah. Alex, oh my God. 119, Bogo for Norris is out of Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember who I dropped for. 
Uh, it doesn't matter. Oh, oh um, it was Arturi Lekkonen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't feel He's day to day. Yeah. Oh, that's not why I dropped him, but. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was just sort of. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's a game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mitch Marner, uh, it is a loss. We'll get to that. But first off, uh, franchise record when it comes to points 19 games. He beats Ed Alchick. He beats Ed Alchick. Ed Al- yes. That's not bad company, man. And it was a goal shorthanded, which just feels kind of Mitch Marner to me. A little bit, yeah. Uh, no, it was definitely nice to see. Obviously, this is a guy who gets a lot of crap. Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes rightfully so, sometimes wrong. Um, but it is nice. And I get it, man. It's like, listen, I'm already ready for the comments. I get it. It's it's a regular season thing. Um, that doesn't take away from the fact that it's a nice thing to see for a guy who I'd argue deserves it. Like yeah, he gets a lot of shtick, but at the end of the day, 19 uh, straight games with a point, I, I'd argue is a little impressive. One of the highest in recent memory, at least it mm-hmm. passes Stan Coses, doesn't it? Yes. Is he met jokingly mentioned having the sticks stolen. Actually. That was great. Yeah. Not the stick stolen, the story. The story was funny. Yes. But yeah, it was a good effort last night. I think, again, like, I, I, I'm i not going to dismiss this game and say, like, oh, yeah, they lost. But I just remembered this. They haven't lost in regulation in 10 games. So that's pretty solid. They're 7-0 and 3. That's it's, insane. It's, it's, it's wild that I, like, I just don't, I don't understand this team. Like, do you know what they're, Adam, do you know what the third pair is? Um, I can, I only remember if Matt Hollowell is a defenseman or not. So we're going to guess Matt Hollowell and, um, is Jordy Ben healthy yet? So I'll say Victor Mete. No, because he's been playing up. I don't know. Tell me. Victor Mete and Mac Hollowell. It is. is oh my god. Pair. That is like, um this is bizarre. This is bizarre. <laughs> like someone has to explain this to me. How this is okay, like how this is working. I it's gotta be the most regular season Toronto thing, though. That they're down their top three defensemen plus Jordy Ben and and they're still okay. I I'm I'm it's wild to me. It's, it's wild. It's dangerously on brand for them in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's spot on. And I don't think Connor Timmons has played yet. Not yet. I forgot he existed. Which is fine, I guess, if things are working. I, I'm assuming he'll he'll get uh into the lineup eventually. Um, can we give ourselves credit for the switching of William Nylander and Mitch Marner once again? We are nothing if not humble. No, no, I'm give. Let's give ourselves credit. I think <laughs> I don't feel bad. Like it, it, we've been. How long have we been saying? Let's just do it. Like screw it. I mean, just do it, it. It worked before. You know what I mean? It worked before Sheldon Keith. So I don't understand why it wouldn't work again. Like why did he didn't think it would work again? Matt- Matthews had 40 goals with William Nylander in his rookie year. Mitch Marner had the best season or his, he had his breakout season fine next to John Tavares. John Tavares had career high in goals next to Mitch Marner. And he's going to continue that this year. He's also just in January. He's kind of looked like incredible too. Yeah. That, that, I think, you know, we were having the conversation a couple of weeks ago where it was like, what is this top six scoring and why is it drying up? And all they did was switch William Nylander and Mitch Marner and throw Nick Robertson next to Tavares and Marner. And I guess it's okay. <laughs> like, okay, we're back. Okay. So before we get to Matt Hollowell. Yeah. My boy. Let's let's talk about a bit of a rough turnover from, from Austin Matthews does lead to the game winner. Mm-hmm. Of course, remember when we when we ripped Alex Kalorn for not having a goal for most of the playoffs last year, and then of course he comes and gets the OT winner. I feel like, I feel like we sort did of we rip him for that? We did, we did. I think I mentioned that he was the one going to be traded, not Ryan McDonough. I feel like we do that every year. I think Kalorn's always the guy that we're like, he's gone, 
and mm-hmm. he just stays. He's like Alex Kerfoot. Yeah, uh, yeah, a better version of Alex Kerfoot. But, you know, it, <laughs> I, I, it's incredible to me that they keep losing in overtime. And for anyone saying there's no overtime three-on-three three in the playoffs, for the love of God, they're missing the points at the end of the year. Shut up. You're missing the point. Yes, but they do have a point. Yeah, well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. These points, and the point I am making is that these extra points, first off, there is mm-hmm. no excuse, and we talked about this, yep. that that level of talent cannot perform on three-on-three. 100%. Now, missing out on those extra points, if they don't win the division, last year it was the difference. I'm sorry to go, but I'm sorry, Alex. Yeah, the difference okay. between the Washington Capitals and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sure. See, and I don't, and I don't disagree with you. What I would argue though is missing points against the Arizona Coyotes, against the three LA teams, the LA three California teams. Like the point, their stupendous slow start are the points I'm worried more about that they missed than these ones. Oh, can I add Montreal. There That's what well. I would say. Can, can I add Montreal in there as well? Yeah, they're all right. Okay. <laughs> they're rival, rivalry team. Come on. Okay. Sean Monahan. That's what I would say. But I do agree with you. Like, there's no reason they're not. They that they shouldn't be winning this game, these games. Mm-hmm. These over get or at least be better in overtime. Like I could okay, ta- against Tampa Bay, like a whatever. Let's call it a coin flip. Uh, but if you look at some of the other games, it's like, dude, like you should be winning, winning these games. Mm-hmm. Alex, I'm just going to text you the name of this episode just so we don't forget. Remember, you wanted to make your Richmond Hills finest about Jordan yeah. Bing. Uh, Daniel, you got a thought on this. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I like that point that Alex has about those games that you're going to eventually going to have to think about. Like, are these the points that got away? Like, are these these teams that we probably should have had a better effort, but I, I absolutely called it. When you mentioned Arizona, and I'm not saying because Nick Ritchie's my boy, but I'm saying it's these things that are like come back to hurt you. Like you let him score. You let Arizona look like a complete team when most of the time we don't even know what their lineup is. Not because we're not paying attention. It's because everything is moving around on that team and yeah. they put anybody in any situation. I'll give you a good analogy about what their performance against the Arizona Coyotes was like and it's topical because it's what we were doing that night the leafs performance against arizona was like halloween ends oh my god adam's, adam's <laughs> disappointment tells me everything he's oh. not even on the screen anymore he's i'm always just, gonna remember this is one thing we're doing. i'm gonna remember for that experience midway through i just hear adam go this is a bad movie yeah, it was. In the theater. <laughs> Frankly, it was. I won't lie. I, I can't disagree with him. On and that. I did feel that with the Leafs. So when Nick Ritchie scored, I'm like, this is a bad game. Yeah. This is a really bad game. Just a bad movie. Just, Just a bad, bad movie. movie. You guys want to talk about Mac Hollowell? Uh, yeah. Oh. I, yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to add a couple words about Mac Hollowell. I didn't add him to the doc. I'm not sure. I, I imagine. Yeah, I think I know who I, did that. I'd imagine it was Daniel. Um, but if we bring up Mac Hallwell, I'd also like to bring up another name as well. Um, but that's part in Pontus Holm- Holmberg. Yeah, um, we even talked about him, have we? No, and that's fine. Perfect. That's perfect. Fourth line okay. center. I don't want to talk about him. Sixth round pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, man, Matt. Like, here's the thing: Mac Hallwell is your third pairing defenseman. I don't want to talk about him either, and I haven't had to. Isn't that such a great thing? Like, ah, oh. but I, I think, I think the thing with Matt Hollowell and, and Pontus Holmberg too, uh, is an example of what I've been. And I think other Leaf fans have been looking for from the Leafs prospect pool in terms of there has to be guys around where you can drop them in the lineup in the bottom six and it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. If you look at the best teams, that's what, and I'm not, I'm not saying Toronto's a top team, but what I'm suggesting is if you want to be a best team, you have to adopt similar practices to the teams around you. And I think that's what um, 
this is another example of like listen uh tampa bay uh bring up random guy and he works and i'm and and i think that's what the leafs have struggled with over the last few years where they've had to go out and find those guys instead of them not necessarily being within their system and i think over the next few years along with these two guys um it's going to be it's going to be fine and i get and i look at mac hallwell in particular as maybe this is a guy and you know i don't know when he's going to be a full-time nhler but it's not a bad thing to have him as your third pairing defenseman for the future and i think the same could be said for pontus holmberg playing in the bottom six this like not everyone is going to be top six talent that's just not how this works and I think having these two young guys who listen, if things start to deteriorate deteriorate for them in terms of it's just a lot. Like again, playing in the NHL is a completely different ball game. The accessibility of being able to move them back to the AHL and again go there and continue to develop, I think, is a thing that the Leafs necessarily necessarily haven't had. Uh, for the last couple of years, especially in the bottom end of their lineup. I feel like they've been trying to bring in guys. They, a lot of the guys they've tried to bring in need a bigger role. Like you look at Nick Robertson, I think is the prime example. There's no reason to play Nick Robertson in your bottom six because I don't think he's going to thrive the way he would in the top six. But if you look at a guy like Pontus Holmberg, you, he's not a top six guy. He's where he is and that's perfect yeah i like that both of them in the way they've kind of i'm not using this but they made their bones in the ahl already that they got those runs in now and we're looking at how they can be really good contributors this is funny because i'm gonna use a ken holland detroit era oh god quote detroit era don't when it was good um he likes the prospects over ripe Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when these guys like they're breaking out now, they're around 23, 24. I think you're finally seeing that we gave enough time to see what kind of role we have for them. It's not it's like, like what you said, Alex, like they're not all going to be top four. They're not all going to be top six guys, but they are homegrown talent that know the system that could fit in seamlessly and they can still go back and forth and be decent contributors or good contributors. So that's what I like seeing with both of them. Especially Mac Hollowell, by the way, because because you predicted it, you I predicted, you predicted it. it. Yes. Also, going to a lot of Marley's games, I always saw the guy <clears throat> play there for so long, and he finally made it. So I'm happy for him. Also, undersized guy, five nine. Part of drafting and developing isn't just superstars, mm-hmm. just warm bodies. And um, listen, it's a good sign. Um, like I didn't think we'd spend that much time on Mac Hollowell. Sorry, I had a lot of thoughts. It's just the thing of like it's better to have him than Martin Marincin, for example. Like you talk, you guys talk about sort of system and like transitioning in players, just like that. It's always, I think, been a credit of. I think they said that about Tampa's AHL team, Syracuse, where mm-hmm. it was played the same style going up and down, so it's an easier transition. There you go. Um, no, if uh. Last night on 32 Thoughts, Hockey United. I almost called it Headlines again. Eh? It was such a better name. Um, last night in talk- Canada. Last night in Canada. They did talk about Elliot Freeman mainly that when it comes to the 2024 All-Star game, um, the Leafs could be one of the teams bidding. Obviously, he's going to mention the Leafs primarily because it's Hockey Night in Canada. Um, if they get that, I think we have to go. Okay, We do have to go, but I will say I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, no, fair enough. I would. It is kind of silly, and they kind of joked about it that you would go from Vegas and Florida. Is it in Nashville this year? Even like promising to have one of these events to Arizona, even, and then going to Toronto in February. Um, okay. Yeah. No offense, but it's like, no, we, it's basically, not. we know what it's like here in Southern Ontario that time of the year. It sucks. That, that actually happened um, when the NBA All Star game came to Toronto. In 2016, I remember because I went to the skills competition, but I remember how cold it was that weekend. It was like minus 20, minus 25. And 
for some reason, after that weekend, the weather was fine. But for that entire All-Star weekend, it was freezing. It was uh, the only weekend that uh, Drake was in Toronto during the winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, fun fact. I saw DeMarcus Cousins shopping near Eden Center during that weekend. Why? But why? When, why when, he was, is... when, he was, when he was an All-Star. Oh, oh I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. recently, the... I'm like, why? No, why is he here? <laughs> I was during that weekend. Um, It was uh before the Achilles tendon. Oh. Daniel, you wanted to mention goalie low for Dubas? Yeah, um, this also was mentioned last night that, again, small sample size, not even half the season done, but pretty good business so far on flipping both of them, right? That Peter Mrazek is in Chicago. He only won his first game. I guess Jack the Campbell, he played? He's played, yeah. Jack Campbell's been not good that's at all like tragic. that's an understatement it, it's, it's tragic that's yes it's un- pretty tragic respectfully that's an understatement uh yeah adam you're right last night was his first <laughs> nope second win sorry second win yeah sorry keep going Dan. um yeah i just remember um when he won his first game in chicago and then the blackhawks didn't look as bad as they are now everyone's like oh see like this guy's probably going to become a starter again but so- he didn't it's funny that this year is where he's hit on both the goalies, but some of the forwards he signed have been kind of met. When normally it's like, you know, last year David Camp bunting, and then it was sort of like, oh, Morazic was kind of... But this year, it's sort of like the balance of the defensemen he's brought in have been solid. Yeah, Goalies have been good, but some of the depth who, forwards, it's like... Who are the forwards? Why can't I remember Kelly the Yorn forwards? He but he's out two him. weeks. Nikolai I- Abe Kuba. Not even there anymore. And then Adam Gaudet, who's been in, in the, the in the AHL. You know what I mean? It's um he got two of the three. He got two of the three. Just fix it the deadline. Wait, I, well, what's Jake, the? I mean this. I think Sean Monahan would be a really good pickup for them. For for because it that. won't cost you nearly as much as Bo Horvath if he's available, and you know he can work in the third line capacity and still produce because he's been doing it all year in Montreal. Or like I, I think I, if you're bringing someone in, it's a second line left winger. I don't think they're touching their bottom six. I have been saying this about the Leafs for years now. You want to get an elite third liner, and then David. They Kansas, had that, and it didn't work. Oh, I'm listen, man. I'm I'm telling you. This Remember is that it. season Nazem Kadri played third line center, and then went it's from thirty goals to like twenty. It's proving that he can do it. Is, is he can do it? Listen, I yeah, but that, that's I, I think that's different. Like, what's okay? What's his ice time in 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 Montreal, brother? I can't even tell you. I'm gonna search it up. I just I'm gonna guess he, 14 minutes. I love that it's not there. One second. It's not easy to find, is it? Um, the NHL. He's playing 17 minutes a night. Okay. Oh, okay. let me do something real quick. Oh my God, he's actually playing a lot. He's been playing uh, a minute less. He's played. He's playing two minutes more than Kadri did in his last year in Toronto, and that right. was with him playing third line. Like he's not going to get as much ice time. Like how much ice time does David Kampf play? Can Sean Monahan play the penalty kill? I don't know if he has to be honest off the top of my head. I can't even think. I remember he used to. I mean, in his prime, because I know him in his prime only. Um, he was a two way guy. Yeah, was he a Selkie finalist? Yeah, well, I think he was top five. Yeah, well, still, I'm just saying he's a good option. Because he was drafted, he was drafted as like a not a super comparable, but like a Bergeron like comparable when he came out of Ottawa. Maybe the Rangers want him because apparently people are saying that Trocheck's not the best fit with Panarin. I mean it. Somebody come get Sean Monahan. By the way, it's the Habs' birthday today. Is it? Happy birthday, Habs! 113. Did you get a cake? Oh, the bastards. Oh, I got myself a cake coincidentally. Like, I just got myself when we were shopping. Oh, you kind of knew in the back of your mind. Um, You know, I like cake. Um, so What kind of cake? Sorry. We've... This is like a vanilla sponge cake. Okay. Same as last time, right? Yeah. 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 Um, Jason Robertson leads the league in goals. He does. Good Lord. He has been um amazing. Like, actually, like, what, what was the game the other day? I don't even remember what it was. I think him and the Oilers are playing the same night. I've been referred to the Stars. This is Jason Robertson's team. And it's just so funny to see the top of the league goal scoring race is McDavid Robertson right now. It's just so fun to see. I think Robertson's near the top of points, too. He's third. 
He's ahead of Kucherov. Man, man, Kachuk is top five. Jesus. Who's top five? Kachuk. Oh, Matthew. Wow. So Eric Carlson's still near the top of the league, along with Sidney Crosby. <laughs> still amazing. There was a point where Jason Robertson was splitting McDavid and Dreisaitl in the points uh, in the points race. Yeah, he yeah, and, until the Habs happened. Ooh. I really love like so. I saw this tweet and it's been been shared a lot, and it's it's funny to me because I could relate. Well, not really in a way, relate to some part of it, but they're like, who would have guessed that a Filipino kid from Southern California would be be leading the leading goals? Well, I think we. I think when Nick Suzuki signed his extension, we talked about his background and his heritage and what yeah. it can be good for the game. And the same thing applies to Nick Robert. Uh, sorry, Jake. Jason. Jesus and Christ. Why can't I say? And Nick Robertson, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, no, no. Jason. God, it's so difficult. I know everything's about the everything's about the leaves. Dallas one is the superstar right now. All right. <laughs> I wanna I'm not letting you do that. No. Nick's not there yet. Give Jason some goddamn credit. Um, You're the one who said it. No, I was. No, 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 no. You said Nick Robertson. Yeah, because I fumbled over the name. Oh, man. A lot of people were like, oh, he's so great. (laughs) I saw it on Twitter. I saw, man, Leafs fans, by the way, now that you you got me going here, they have been evil this year on Twitter. I just want to mention that. Leafs fans. I don't feel bad. You know, he's amazing. Jason Robertson. What I mean is. He's a great story, yeah, Daniel. He's amazing. Great story. I love everything's going on with him. Um, this is what I wanted as a kid. By the way, yeah, I always wanted something like this. Uh, and again, I'm just enjoying it. I think I'm just enjoying the fact that this guy is becoming a star. He's already underpaid. Well, he's already a star. (laughs) But I just really do love that he's excelling like this. Everyone's looking back on 2017. Just a weird draft because. Now everyone's thinking, like, how did this guy go into the second round? Like, he was already performing so well beforehand. He has the size. And just see him be this type of player right now. And not forgetting his Filipino heritage. Like, remember they had Filipino heritage night against the Winnipeg Jets. Because there's a big Filipino population in Winnipeg. That's actually where the first Jollibee was in Canada. Really? Yeah. And... I'm surprised. I thought it'd be Vancouver, Toronto, but it's just it's just great for me. I think for me, I'm just enjoying it. That's what I just wanted to say about it. That he's getting the recognition that we're seeing more of what we want in hockey right now. And I like that you did mention Nick Suzuki because I am calling him Paul Korea 2.0. But what I love about this is the fact that we could just see like there's this there's this thing going on and. I'm not saying it's Austin Matthews level yet, but again, again, like the cultural aspects of it. I like that we're seeing these guys become stars out of these non-traditional markets, like a guy from Arizona, a guy from Southern California. Mm-hmm. The And he's slowly, slowly moving up the uh, points leaderboard in that 2017 draft. I think he had his, he played his full three or four years in the CHL if I remember correctly, with Kingston, mm-hmm. um, so Especially he, can use. yeah, and he, <laughs> and he, he, I guess started late, so he's few. He's like a hundred games behind some of his peers, but he has a hundred and sixty-four points in a hundred and fifty-two games. Top scorer in that draft right now is Elias Pettersson at two hundred and fifty points in two hundred and seventy games. That's also is that the McCarr draft too? Yeah. Yes. It's just stupid. Um, I was gonna, and you mentioned that, that draft obviously important because not only is that's when they drafted Robertson, mm-hmm. that's also when they drafted um Ottinger, and there's another guy I'm forgetting. That's stupid. That's yeah. so stupid. Oh, that's hilarious. That is actually so funny. Um, and and I can, and the stars ownership were complaining about tech, like paying this guy. What a sad organization. They've actually been able to secure all of their young guys for quite a bit. Oh yeah, but oh yeah, yeah it's not a problem to go do rupee hints. Like oh yeah, whatever. Take it. losers. Hate I hate them. You know who else I kind of hate? Um, who? 
it's a long list actually. Um, yeah, where do you want to start? Is it Chris Kreider? Pull um, up the list. The Canucks. <laughs> okay, this isn't for Brock Besser. We're gonna do that in a second. I forgot to put this on the talk, but this is really bothering me. Do you guys know what is happening with Roberto Lalonga? No, the no. Ring of Honor. Oh, is oh yeah, yeah. That. So okay, yeah. Can you explain this? So I'm a little confused. So some teams obviously have the their own stupid thing, like Ring of Honor, or like uh-huh. their own Hall of Fame, and that, right? The Blue Jays have it, don't they? They have yeah. something like that, Daniel. And yeah, then, and then obviously the highest honor is retiring in number, right? Yeah. So what the Canucks have done? Now they added Kevin Bieksa, obviously, to the Ring of Honor. I'm pretty sure. I think he's. I think Burroughs is there too. I could be wrong, or he'll probably end up there. The problem I have here is the fact that Roberto Lalongo is going into the Ring of Honor, and his number instead is not being retired. Is that how that works? I, I yeah. So I, that's why I was confused about. I don't give a crap if it is or how it isn't. Put the number first. I, no offense. Screw the Ring of Honor. Maybe I'm thinking of this as a Habs fan. We don't have some stupid thing like that where it's like, ah, Saku Koivu, here you are. No, add him. I don't care if he requested the trade. Add him. It's like, who's the guy that Detroit refused to retire his number because he wanted a trade out? I think he was Russian. Oh, it's, Sergei Fedorov? Was it Fedorov? It's just Roberto Lalongo. Just side thing. And then obviously, this isn't as bad, but Brock Besser was not supposed to play last night. And I think it was Dakota Joshua got hurt. At first, it's legend, Bruce, by the way. Bruce, yes. Bruce Boudreaux was going to say it was tough love. Besser ends up playing, ties the game before the Canucks go on to win. Brock Besser said apparently hockey, and that was Vancouver's Hockey Fights Cancer Night, which was weird because it's December. Um, and apparently that meant a lot to his family. Now, I thought maybe, is that how his dad died? But I think his dad had... Um, a brain thing. I don't think it was cancer. I think it was something else. But he basically said that meant a lot to his his family. Um, and they have been given permission to talk to other teams. Listen, I I just I like Bruce Boudreaux, but that like the thought of of scratching him, I get he hasn't been good, and the underlying numbers are not very supportive of him either. But like, man, it just keeps getting worse in Vancouver. There is another player who has not been good in Vancouver. JT Miller. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. First off, Thatcher Demko is also out for six weeks, but sucks. Alex, please, for the love of God, describe to the people this JT Miller clip. Holy crap. Uh, let's this see if awesome. I can just see if I can pull it up real quick. It was quite recently. Uh, so this is from Wyatt, Wyatt Arndt on Twitter. Um, there's so essentially it's just a video of their game against the Flames. Um <clears throat> This is the JT Miller that drives me absolutely bonkers. Puck goes back the other way on the power play, and he just takes three strides and quits and just waits to see how it'll play out. Skate back into the play. Help t- tilt the numbers to your favor. Like, I, I, I don't... Okay, I'm not going to call it as drastic um, a play as that Pierre-Luc Dubois play from two years ago or a year ago. On times this all the same. Um but like yeah that especially in the 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 thing that i think is ticks me off about that situation not that i'm like massively upset about it but um is i look at the situation the canucks are in and i look at the leadership groups groups emphasis on groups in that locker room and he it, don't get it confused. He is a leader of a leadership group in that locker room. He's and so I, than, pardon? He's higher than Bo Horvat. But no, what, what I mean is he's Iron Man. Bo Horvat is Captain America. And this yeah. is Civil War. All right. Who's sure. Bucky? Sure. Bucky? I don't know. Who's Brock Besser's friend? Um, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. But like, but that's the annoying. That's the thing. It's like, dude, like you're, you have to pick it up. Like there has to, I understand. Like you get, if you want to be a leader on, he has an A, right? Does he not? Miller? 
Well, he's so. at least, even if he doesn't, he is, I think, a very well-known leader. But it's a vocal leader, yeah. Years. I think he has not there. I can't. It, they only show C on uh, on Cap Friendly. But uh, whether, yeah, you're right. Whether he has one or not, he is a leader in that room. That was evident from last year and all the shenanigans that went down um, in the locker room. I just think it's it's not a good look when one of your leaders is doing that and you're mm-hmm. in a not great situation in and outside the in on and off the ice. Um yeah, I think okay, so for me this is weird because now we have the Brock Besser situation and then now we are still talking about JT Miller, especially after that big contract. And it's bad. It's just bad because the, I always said I always touted that as their strength of you know, they they have Quinn Hughes and friends, but then I like to look at their forward core and hopefully that will push them. But now it's just they're still muddled in the same situation that they're not winning games. They don't look like they should be the team they are, especially for the money they're throwing around for the amount of draft picks that they've been lucky with. And it's just another, the same conversation we have about the Canucks and the Thatcher Demko situation. I know he's been bad, too, but that just makes things even worse. Um, before we go, we got two more things to talk about. The Ducks are bad. Yes. Um, take it away, Daniel. I'm assuming you put this segment out. Yeah, yeah. So, Pat Verbeek went on a podcast last week. Isn't it his own podcast? Yeah, it's his own podcast. Dude, (laughs) imagine (laughs) any other GM. How, How does he have a pod? Someone explain this to me. Like, well, you just go. How how often does he release it? Is it like, is he? I, sorry, I'm actually not oh. sure. I'm actually not sure. I have to listen to more. I only know this when Elliot Freeman cites it. So by yeah, the he, way. oh, he goes on. Yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. We should invite him over if he wants to be, you know, grows podcast uh, platform. But anyways, <laughs> he basically said what we were thinking. No big changes until the off season. Mm-hmm. He understands that. The young guys need a lot of time. He said they're around when they turn 22, 23. That's when we start seeing the full potential of what they can really do in the NHL. So I'm assuming he's talking about Trevor Zegras, Jamie Drysdale. And with no situation really changing there and to see how bad they are, Dallas Akins is staying until the end of the season. John Gibson's going to keep getting starts. So I could assume, and this is just my opinion, they might win the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Uh, I mean there it's I mean if we get if if odds on favorite, I would assume it's between them and Columbus right now. Yeah, Without and they're gonna money. unload at the deadline. Who who is a UFA on that team? Uh I'm gonna uh if you want to pull up, I have the answer to the question about the podcast. Okay. So it's called the Beaker. Of course. Here, Alexis Downey sit down with the general manager of the Anaheim Ducks, Pat Verbeek. The two will discuss the latest happenings within the Ducks organization, and you'll get to learn more about Pat's life outside the rink. Here, they have three epi- or two episodes, sorry, and it seems like it's like a once a month thing. But <laughs> like that's so interesting. That would never yeah. go down well in Canada. But Link Keith podcast. <laughs> but like. Tell me that wouldn't be cool. So I, I feel like they they wouldn't give it because like I think it's different in Southern California, the market. Like I feel like when it's like learn more about Sheldon Keefe's life off the ice, the first question should be like, So Sheldon, who's on the trading block? Yeah, but that's true. But like does Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, has a weekly radio segment. That's great. I love that. <laughs> Imagine. Um, so here are their free agents. Obviously, Jamie Drysdale's an RFA. He's not going yep. anywhere. God, you want him to be healthy. Uh, Max Comtois an RFA. Eh. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, John Moore. When did he get there? That trade. Oh, that was the uh, Hampus Lindholm trade. Oh, uh, John Klingberg, who is gone. gone. Uh, Anthony Stolar, who cares? Um, Simon Benoit could be Simon Benoit, RFA. No, that's next year, Adam. You idiot. No, wait, wait. Wait, RFA. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. Um, Nathan Bolia, who will get a gone. he's always getting dealt. Might um, go back to Montreal to meet. No, no, no. no Mark Bergeron's not there anymore. Okay. That's why he'll be he's going, going to LA. To yeah. LA. yeah, exactly. 
Dmitry Kulikov, maybe pick. Kevin Shattenkirk? Oh, I'm t- he's got to be gone. There's no way he's still there. Um, RFA Trevor Zegras. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Troy Terry is up too. Oh, oh god! They have the money. Who cares? Um, and Derek Grant, who is I swear he just signed a new deal. That yeah, man, he's been on the Ducks three times. That's hilarious. Make it four. Um, but yeah, they they're doing good. Like they, I don't know if they're gonna get a first or anything for any of that. But they have five seconds over the next two years. No, they'll get a first for Klingberg. You think? Yeah, like maybe Preston a late one. Said. Yeah. He's gonna, yeah, yeah. Good job, Kent. Love you. Um, who would want? It wasn't that? Kent. Excuse me. It was Yarmo oh. Kekalainen. The oh, Tampa God. Bay Lightning half retained because they need a right hand shot. But Klingberg isn't as gritty as David Savard, and uh, I don't been. know. It's it's Tampa. It's gonna be like Soft. we've rebuilt him. Do Tampa even? Here's the thing. Do Tampa have a first this year? No. Oh no. Yeah, it was the um, Brandon. They Hayes. don't have first this year and next year. And you know what? It's fine. It's fine because be it's fine. top ten protected. So. And oh, Ben somehow like a point per game guy. Yeah. Oh, I hate Tampa. Okay, to finish off. Um, the deadline for RFA signings have passed, which means Alex Formanton will not be eligible to play in the NHL because uh, he did not sign. Now. Here are some interesting nuggets about this. Now, obviously, a lot of people are wondering, why is Alex Formington such a big deal? Um, for anyone who doesn't remember, Formington for a long time, I think, was very, like, looked at, like, pretty well thought of prospect, skill, all this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Now, he is a member of the 2018 World Junior Team. That's all we can say. For obvious reasons, it is, you know, if you know the story, you know the story. Um... So that's obviously probably why this hasn't been ironed out. What Darren Dreger pointed out on Insider Trading, and this is what I want to talk about because I find it very interesting here. First off, apparently he says there was trade interest, which just doesn't surprise me in this league. Um, He could play in Europe. His rights could be traded. He can't be off or sheeted, apparently. Now, here's what's interesting to me. Apparently he could have accepted a qualifying offer. Yep. But did it. Yeah. yeah. Which is eyebrow raising to me. Now he hasn't put out a statement to regards to 20, 2018. Um, but it's just the when he mentioned when Darren Drager referenced the easiest thing could have been for him to sign his QO and he did it. That very that I I red flags are going for me. Yeah, very, Le, for the athletic, Pierre Lebrun also asked about it and I believe it was Pierre Dorian who just said that, you know, we can't not we will not say anything until the NHL investigation is complete. And the NHL are waiting for London police. Yeah. God damn it. Okay, great. I, I don't know how much more we can say, to be honest with you. Um it's we just want odd. To it's just odd. You know what I mean? It's just an odd situation. It's I, I just I wish we could talk more. It's just, I, I just don't know what to say. Um, it, it's I again. I'm not surprised somebody wanted his rights because it's just that's just this league sucks. But that that qualifying offer is really sticking in my mind. I can't I can't shake it. I can't. But because of sorry, I'm more so just curious because of what in particular? Why didn't he sign it? Maybe bet That's on himself. True. He wanted long term. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but he. he I don't think he was ever gonna sign. Like, like he wasn't gonna get, like, bet on. Forget about all the hockey thing. I just don't know why. So obviously, someone would have advised him not to take the deal, because otherwise he'd be a UFA right now if they didn't send him that qualifying offer. So the option was in his court. So then the question begs to be asked: Why? What well, again? We we can't say too much, but it's just there is um you know I'm not going to keep going on this, but there mm-hmm. there's a lot of questions there. There's yep. a lot for me personally, at least. There's for sure. for I sure. uh, this is something that bothers me to my core right now. That you know that question that you want to know, but you just you, you can't. Um, have to yeah. wait. I think. Yeah, I think there's going to be something else coming up soon. Yep, and we'll see. Or, you know, it'd be like the NHL, nothing happened, and then we're just going to hear about him in the summer again signing. So. That or f- right before the Christmas break at 5 p.m. on the last day. 
something yeah. like that. Also, the PA, what's going on there with Don Fear? What's happening? Mm-hmm. That's been quiet. That's been quiet too. Yeah, very quiet. Okay, I think that's everything. Um, I hope you guys are ready for two o'clock. Do you guys know why? Yeah, because it's not coming out. It's coming out. Who are they playing? Senegal. Are Senegal good? No. Oh, They'll so beat it's... Senegal, but they won't good. beat France, who just won. Won't be Fr- They're the French. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we'll beat the French. Okay. First, we got to get past Senegal. Yeah, you'll get past Senegal, but you won't get past France. Your, your manager's stubborn. Man, Southgate's coming home with it. He got yeah. his trophy case. He's coming home with nothing. He's coming home, man. Don't worry. When about is the it. final, by the way? Mm-hmm. The sixteenth or the seventh? Uh, okay. The eighteenth. The eighteenth. Eighteenth. Okay. Yes, so we still yes. have quite a bit of time. So we'll have another update. Oh, every Please. episode. Every episode. Yes. Yeah. It's nice to get one without Alex having to go off about something. Hey, man. Stupid. I'm just saying. I'll just make it a point. Coming home. Can't wait. I'll be the first one to say and then brag about it, but I'll be the last one to mention it if they lose. I'll mention it. I'll start the episode with it. And then Japan, man, if Japan beat Croatia, I might throw a party. I don't think Korea are going to get past Brazil, to be honest with you. No, that's just my opinion. Morocco and Spain, I don't know. If Spain doesn't win, that's a massive failure. Portugal should beat Switzerland. They should. Um. England soccer, I don't care about whatever that is. Gillingham, um, and I don't know what this thing is. Okay, and then there's there's a break in the action, but I guess and that's just yeah yeah. Then it's Netherlands Argentina. Yeah, mm. Argentina, Argentina will win. Yeah, shout out the Americans, you losers. You said it, not me. I didn't say it. It's a fact. I, I hate just... the Americans. They're like, yeah, it's called soccer. You're so dumb. Don't you love Cole Caulfield? Yeah. Yeah. I- and he's dumb. Yeah. Well, is he the one going on Twitter and be like, "Oh yeah, it's probably, probably on his <laughs> burner account." Guess what? Then he's wrong. Yeah, and dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay. We'll see you next time.